0: we are one church
1: we love god love people love his mission and love his church
0: welcome to the one church podcast hello everybody i'm david hyde and it's my privilege to introduce the one church podcast today i read a scripture yesterday in a number of our sites from two kings chapter 25 verse 29 Jehoiachin put aside his prison clothes And for the rest of his life, ate regularly at the king's table. What a picture of a man who had been in prison, finding freedom and sitting with an invitation at the king's table. And that is the invitation for you today as you listen to this podcast, but also as you walk out this week. The king invites you to take off your prison clothes and to sit at his table with new clothing and to hear from him. Today, we have the privilege of listening to Philip behind who brought the last in our Paracletus series yesterday at our Obi site. Be blessed as you listen.
2: The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comforts, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. This idea of paraclesis, the coming alongside of each other, um, has been a very precious four weeks, I feel, in the life of our church. I'm just going to pray because I really believe that as we sum up this series today, I'm believing that Jesus is going to come and do what only he can do. Father God, we're just so grateful that we get to be church family today. Thank you for the privilege that we have of coming to worship you, to join together, to praise your name, to remember you. And God, I just pray now that as we listen to your word, would you come and speak to each of our hearts? Would we be expectant for what you can do? And would we be open to all that you're going to do this morning through your word? In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this week I've begun watching a program on BBC iPlayer, if anyone's in need of something to watch, it's called Interior Design Masters. And basically, wannabe interior designers, just to let you know I'm not one of them, but they're given rooms to transform, and each week, the weakest design gets voted off. And one thing that I've learned is that it's only in the final stages of someone's design in the last half hour of the time that they've got that you can see if something has been successful. You can see as they bring the different aspects of the design, so as they bring together the the curtains or the wall colour or the wallpaper or some upcycled furniture, only until all those bits are gathered together You can see if it's been a successful scheme and if they've done well in the designers. Can you gather all these bits together to create something cohesive? Well, this morning is actually all about gathering together all the pieces that we've been learning about and seeing how together we can continue to live this life of one anothering, the idea of coming alongside each other. We're going to arrive at a conclusion today and a little spoiler alert for you. The conclusion isn't a well put together phrase, it not a perfect four-step method. The conclusion is a person, Jesus. And this morning, we all have the opportunity to encounter him today. As we gather together all the things that we've been learning, I've got some pictures to show you beautifully hand-drawn pictures first of all the conclusion is Jesus and if you're listening along to this message trust me it's like Picasso himself has walked into the room okay we've got some beautiful pictures on the screen but the conclusion that we're going to land at today is Jesus what have we been thinking about well first of all we've been looking at a compassionate church how we can create a culture of love that comes alongside one another whatever our experience Wow, that is a beautiful heart. Whatever we have, we can give it to Jesus and let him take in his miracle hands and then he drops his compassion into our hearts. I wonder how are you doing in loving one another? Are you allowing Jesus to grow love in your heart? Are you able to come alongside someone else with love? We're on a great journey together. Secondly, we've been looking at journeying. How Jesus journeyed with people and we looked at an example of of Jesus walking with the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. And we've been realizing that following his great example of journeying and walking alongside, we too have the opportunity to walk alongside other people. Getting close. Showing up walking in silence now they're not dancing they're walking they're walking with joy because they're together but they are they are walking i wonder have you begun to walk a little bit closer to someone else or perhaps you've just been reminded how grateful you are that you've got someone who walks alongside you we've been growing in journeying together and thirdly We've looked at coming alongside others by showing them that there is an alternative choice to living that is life-giving. I love this quote from Sarah last week. She says, with the hope of being part of God's kingdom and the faith in the mighty power of God that is at work amongst us, let us show one another life-giving alternatives and let's expect Jesus to move in power. With sensitivity and godly wisdom, we've been thinking about how when we come alongside others, when we really get to know people, we have the opportunity to speak and to counsel and to show there is another way to live. There is life-giving choices that we can all make. I wonder, have you been able to get alongside people even this week and learn together and discuss together the greatest choice that we can make, which is to follow Jesus and all that comes with following him. And very much last week, Sarah was leading us to this point that actually we show the alternatives, but ultimately we have to let Jesus do what only he can do. And today we're very much going on with that theme as well. We're going to talk about leading people to the healing hands of Jesus and then letting Jesus do what only he can do. If we've been looking at one word, the first week was loving, then journeying, then choosing. Today, the key word is healing. There we go. That's someone praying for someone else, in case you're wondering. Obviously, you're not, because it's great. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) we're going to be thinking, how can we lead people to the healing hands of Jesus? It has brought Tom and I much pleasure recently that the past two times the girl's teeth have fallen out have happened to be at his parents' house. And the reason why that's so great is because the tooth fairy has to visit there. It's been brilliant. I promise you we've not been giving them an extra bash just before they arrive and then the teeth fall out. Um, But it's it's brought us great joy because there's nothing worse than having to scramble through the house in the middle of the night or at 7am in the morning when they come downstairs and say the tooth fairy hasn't visited and you just tell them oh it's because you're the last delivery on the morning go and check again I'm sure it's there by now so it's brought us great joy and actually it's brought the kids great joy because the Burstall Tooth Fairy pays way more than the scrappped-off Tooth Fairy so they are loving the fact that their teeth fall out at Meemar and Dar's house. When our daughter Annabelle was one, and I asked her if I could share this story, when she was one, when we took her to the dentist, the dentist said to us, ah, I think something might be wrong with your daughter's teeth. We were told that her teeth hadn't properly developed. And so we've been on a little journey with her. There's something about the enamel when she was formed, her teeth don't have the proper protection on. So we've been on a bit of a journey to help her and ensure that her teeth are as strong as possible. What we've done is, first of all, we've loved her. We've told her that her smile is beautiful and she is gorgeous and she can smile and her teeth are wonderful. We've decided that we're committed to this journey of helping her with her teeth. Tom and I have already discussed the thing that we might need to, you know, put some money aside to pray for private dental care in the future. Who knows? But we've committed to the journey. We've also spoken to her about how she can best look after her teeth. So, you know, watching what sugary things we eat, brushing your teeth really well. But ultimately, those things are all great, but only one person could really properly help her with her teeth the dentist and we went to the specialist dentist and over a course of a few years did some special treatment and then they took out some of her teeth and thankfully the Burstall Tooth Fairy pays triple for every tooth that is taken out under general anaesthetic so it's all great really so it's so grateful for this Burstall Tooth Fairy but if we take that situation quite a mundane story and think about this idea of this journeying this coming alongside well We loved her. We told her she was beautiful. We decided to commit to the journey. We've walked alongside with her and we're going to stay helping her teeth. We've given her ideas of how she can best look after her teeth. So we're coming alongside and showing her this life-giving alternative. And also, ultimately, we had to take her to the one person that could help. That's what we're doing this morning. We're coming alongside, we've been coming alongside one another and today we're leading people, we're having the opportunity ourselves to come to the one person who can do something about it. Let's go back to our passage in 2 Corinthians. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. For just as we share abundantly in the sufferings of Christ, so also our comfort abounds through Christ. We're going to be thinking about this word comfort a little bit more. How can we come alongside one another as we comfort? When I think of the word comfort, I think of my granny and her pot of what I have always thought was called comfort oil. When we were younger, and my brother and I hurt ourselves at our grandparents' house, she would go upstairs and she would get her pot of comfort oil, and she would put it on our cuts and bruises, and it was the best remedy in the world. We were instantly healed the moment that comfort oil touched our skin. And as I've grown older, I've kind of thought, well, it's just a placebo doesn't actually do anything just if you hurt yourself get oh I've hurt it's a bit like a wet paper towel at school you know those times when a child bumps their head stick a wet paper towel on it or cut cut your finger off it's all right stick a wet paper towel on it that will sort everything out and it's a bit like that I thought that comfort oil was actually just just a little silly thing that my granny had upstairs that she'd make up and she might even be moisturiser. I don't know she'd just stick it on and, and it's all better it isn't actually until I've been preparing this message that it's not comfort oil. It's not called comfort oil. It's called comfrey oil. Does so anyone know what that is? It's apparently, it's a, there's a picture of it on the screen. It's a natural healing balm that actually has got remedies in it and it has got proven to bring healing, apparently. But I've always seen it as comfort oil. That's what I thought it was called. Comfort is more than some placebo cream. To so comfort is more than just going there, there, stick a wet paper towel on it. To so comfort is to bring strength to, to build up, to restore and repair, to heal. And the first thing I'd love us all to go away with this morning when we're thinking about coming alongside one another, we'll forget about one another for a second. I want us to understand that own hearts. Comfort abounds through Christ. He is the God of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles. This morning, I'd love us to think Jesus coming alongside us, bringing comfort. He is the ultimate comforter because, as the Bible says, comfort abounds through him. We could read many stories this morning looking at Jesus as our comforter, but we're going to read a story in Luke chapter 13. The story of Jesus healing a crippled woman on the Sabbath. It's going to come up on the screens and you can follow along, starting in verse 10. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. And a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. A story of Jesus, the ultimate comforter, the ultimate strength bringer, repairer, restorer, healer. Jesus comes and comforts this woman. This woman had lived in severe restriction for 18 years. We don't understand her exact condition things I've been reading some biblical commentators think she might have had arthritis of the spine but whatever was wrong with her was causing her to be bent over she was physically restricted and also because of her condition or maybe as a separate issue she was also spiritually and emotionally restricted because her back was bent and she couldn't straighten it Her whole time, her eyes were fixed on the ground. Her eyes just looked at the dirt and the mess of the floor in which she was standing. She couldn't look up. And so perhaps that added to her emotional distress, her spiritual restriction, the fact that her eyes were always downwards. But we do know that she was bound emotionally, physically and spiritually. She was restricted. And after 18 years, she has an encounter with Jesus, and he does what only he can do. First of all, he saw her. He noticed her in a crowded room. On the Sabbath day, this wasn't the temple, this was the synagogue, so everybody was allowed to come in. And on the Sabbath day, it would have been commonplace for people to gather and discuss the scriptures and talk about God and talk about how you can get close to him. And there would have been a whole crowd of people. And I reckon it would have been especially crowded because Jesus, this rabbi who was coming up with new ideas, he was in the room speaking. And so it was crowded. Jesus saw her. He noticed her. He then called her forward. He brought her from the outside to the middle or to the front of the room. At that time, in that culture, this woman, because one, she was a woman, but also because she was crippled and perhaps seen as unclean, she would have probably been on the periphery of the room, sat in the, you know, peasants' benches at the back over there. What did Jesus do? Not only did he see her, but he calls her and says, Come, come forward. Wow. Someone seen as unimportant. Perhaps the most important people were jostling for the spots next to the rabbi. And what does Jesus do? Because Jesus does this all the time. He brings the marginalized, the oppressed, the broken, the wounded, and he brings them to the front, to the front of his attention, to the front of his care. Jesus, he knew that she was wounded. He could see her physical afflictions, and also he could see the brokenness that was inside, the things that were binding her and causing her not to be able to stand up straight. And then he does something. He touched her. He reached out his hand and touched this woman who'd been bound and restricted and was seen as unclean. He touched her, and then something amazing happens. As he laid his hands on her, she was set free from her infirmities. She was healed. Jesus, by touching the woman, heals her immediately. She was loosed from all the things that were binding her. She was healed. And then we hear this. Immediately, she stood up and praised God. I wonder what the atmosphere was like in the room at the time. And Jesus doesn't just heal her, but he then does one step further. He reminds her of her identity. He didn't just heal the woman of her sickness. He didn't just see that she could stand up straight. He actually calls her something a daughter of Abraham. In this moment in time, Jesus reminds her of who she is. She isn't just an outsider. She isn't just someone who was destined for the back row. She is a daughter of Abraham. Jesus is saying, this is my child. He reminds her of her identity. This is my child. I'm going to tell you that you're my child. And also, there is a great inheritance that comes with being a dearly loved child of God. This woman, she meets Jesus And Jesus does what only he can do. He brings comfort, restoration, healing, reminds her of truth. And as we think about this base truth today, comfort abounds through Christ. I wonder if you could picture yourself in that room for just a second. In the crowded synagogue where you feel like one of a crowd, Are there any parts of your life that resonate with the woman's life? Perhaps you are facing physical restriction. Perhaps you are currently facing an illness or a sickness, or maybe it's been ongoing for many years, and you feel that it's restricting you. But also, is there anything hurting you emotionally? Things that are causing us to have our gaze fixed, on the dirt in the ground. Perhaps you've encountered some wounds from life and all the challenges that life brings that have left you a little bit bent over. Perhaps you're carrying wounds from past traumas that are keeping you bound, or you're living in fear, something that's stopping you from fully standing up straight and living out your potential. I reckon there's parts of all of us that are a little bit like the woman. Parts of all of us that are leaving us a little bit restricted, a little bit bent over, not quite able to fully extend and look up all the time. Well, may you know this today. Comfort and healing abound through Christ. Jesus sees you. You're not just one of a crowd. You are the one in the crowd and he notices you. Jesus calls you. Just like he called the woman on the edge to come forward into his presence, Jesus calls you today. He loves you. He notices you. You're not just one of a crowd to him, but he calls you. He says, come come to me. I wonder, do you hear that call today? Jesus knows you. Just like he, he knew the woman and what was binding her. He knew her physical afflictions and also what was restricting her emotionally. Jesus knows you. He understands. He sees the broken parts of our lives. He watched as that damage took place. He sees the physical pain you're in, the little things that bind you. And you might think, oh, the little Jesus doesn't care about that. He does. He sees you. He understands you. He knows you. Next, Jesus can touch you this morning. There's a song that says, just one touch from the king changes everything. And just like this woman, having received one touch from Jesus and immediately she was healed, Jesus, by the power of his spirit, can come and touch you this morning. And you can leave this place having encountered Jesus, having received a healing touch from him. Jesus can heal you. He is the God of the impossible. He can set you free from whatever is binding you. He can heal you from any physical affliction. Jesus, through him, all things are possible. And Jesus also reminds you that because of him, you are no longer slaves to fear. But you've been given the spirit of adoption. You are a dearly loved child of God. And maybe this morning Jesus is reminding you, you are a child of God. You are a son. You are a daughter of God Most High. And you have a great inheritance. You have been adopted into his family. You no longer have to live in a spirit of fear. But God has got great plans for your life. You've got potential. Jesus reminds us today that because of him... We have a great identity. We're a child of God. All comfort abounds in Christ. And before we think about how this goes with the theme of coming alongside one another, let's just stop and take a moment. All comfort abounds through Christ. Just like the woman met with Jesus and her life changed, we can meet with Jesus and our life can change and you might say well I've already met with Jesus well let me tell you you can meet with him again there's always more that he wants to do there's always more that he wants to bring to our lives there's always inner bits of healing that we still need working on and getting better there's always more with Jesus today may you know this Jesus has given us a gift the perfect paraclete, the perfect one who comes alongside us in the form of his spirit, the one who comes alongside you and comforts you in your troubles. He builds you up. He strengthens you. He heals your diseases. He looses you from things that can restrict you so that you can live out your full potential. Jesus is in the room. He comes alongside you today. But how does this fit in with our theme of paraklesis? How can we come alongside one another? We comfort out of the comfort that has been given to us, out of the comfort that we have received. So if we're wanting to fit this in to the main theme, what we're saying is this. When we receive comfort, when we receive healing, we then get the chance to give that comfort to someone else, to pass it on. You might think, well, I can't heal someone. That is true. I can't heal anybody. But Jesus, who is at work within me, he can heal. And we can lead people today to the healing hands of Jesus. So what does that look like practically? How can we come alongside one another with healing? Well, first of all, we can tell people our story and believe that he can do the same for them. I love Psalm 40. It says this, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. When Jesus met with this woman and when she received a healing touch from him, her response was to praise God. When Jesus heals us, when he lifts us out of our slimy pit, when he sets us on the rock and gives us a firm place to stand, our response can be, look what the Lord has done. I've been given a new song to sing. I'm going to tell everybody of the amazing things that God has done for me. And then it says this, many will see and understand what the Lord has done and put their trust in him. When we receive comfort from Jesus, we have a new song to sing. And we get to tell other people about this comfort. So we tell people our story and believe that he can do the same for them. We also carry people to the healing hands of Jesus. I was reminded this week of of the story of what I like to call the hole in the roof. And if you've spent any time in Sunday school growing up, then you will probably have heard of the time and acted it out with Duplo, I'm sure, at the time when four friends carried their paralyzed friend to Jesus on a mat. And there was no room for them to get near Jesus because everyone had heard what Jesus was doing. And so what did the four friends do? They walked up to the roof. They made a hole in the roof. They lowered down their friend. And it was there that he met Jesus. He had a healing encounter with Jesus. To come alongside someone else in this area of healing, sometimes we have the privilege of carrying our friends to the feet of Jesus. If someone comes to you and says, I'm really struggling with this, if you know a friend who has been dealing with a, a physical problem for some time and they're longing for healing or perhaps someone talks to you and, and as you talk to them, you think, oh, you're carrying some wounds there. You're carrying some hurts." Our job, just like the four friends who brought their friend to Jesus, is to say, I can't heal you, but I know the one who can. Let me take you to him. And you tell them about Jesus. You tell them the amazing things that he's done. You sing the new song that has been put on your heart and you believe that Jesus can do the same for them. And finally, we tell Jesus about those who need healing. In John 11, we encounter two sisters, Mary and Martha. You might have heard of them before. And they had a brother called Lazarus and he was sick. And I love what it says in John 11. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Part of coming alongside others in this area of healing is going to Jesus and saying, Jesus, the one you love, my friend, they're sick. They need a touch from you. We can come alongside one another by, in our homes, praying for other people. They might not even know that you're praying for them, but we can come because we have a living relationship with God for whom nothing is impossible. And we can say, God, the one you love is sick. Martha goes on to talk to Jesus about Lazarus being sick, and she says this. She says, if you were here, he wouldn't have died. She says this, I believe you are the Messiah, the Son of God. I believe that you can do anything, and I believe in you and long to see your glory. Coming alongside other people is about petitioning to God. The one you love is sick, but I believe in you. I've seen what you can do. God, would you come alongside my friend, my family member? Would you come and do what only you can do? All comfort abounds through Christ, And if we just put the final picture up on the screen of this great picture of Paraclesis, the cycle feeds itself because I receive comfort from Jesus. With the comfort I receive, I comfort other people. How? Well, I love them. My heart is full of love for somebody and I come alongside and I show love with the things that I have. I also journey with people. Why? Because I've received comfort from Jesus. He's journeying with me so I can come alongside someone else and journey with people. Along the journey, I get a chance to talk to people, to show them that there is a different way, that Jesus has many, many life-giving alternative choices that we can make. And I get to tell people about that. And then when it comes to healing, I get to say to people, you need a touch from Jesus? Guess what? Comfort abounds in him. Let me show you. Come and meet him for yourself. And then that person meets Jesus for themselves. They receive comfort. And then what happens? The cycle begins again because that person loves another person. That person journeys with another person. That person sits and counsels and, and gives advice. And then that person comes to Jesus, finds the comfort for themselves, and pours out again. This is this idea that We want to see our church living out. Comfort abounds through Christ. And when I receive that comfort, I get to pass it on. And then they pass it on. And then they pass it on. And then they pass it on. And before we know it, we've got a whole church family whose heart is for one another to come alongside each other.
1: Thank you, Philippa, for that brilliant message all around the one church sites this weekend we then had the chance to respond with people pray with people there were many amazing testimonies moments of healing and impact and right now as you listen to this podcast wherever you are we believe that god is able to step in and do something only he can do in your life as well so why not wherever you are if you're able to of course if you're driving keep those eyes wide open but not pause close your eyes and get ready for god to do something in your life holy spirit we welcome you come and touch our hearts again come and remind us of simple truths that we've heard over these last four weeks come and bring people alongside us come and comfort us and allow us to comfort others with that same comfort and may we know today your complete comfort your restoration and your healing Would you come again and build us up? Lord, right now, I pray for those who are suffering and struggling in certain areas, whether physically or mentally, spiritually, emotionally, relationally. Lord, we thank you that you are the God of all comfort. You're the answer for all need. So right now, come and meet with people in a powerful way. Lord, even right now, for those who are walking alone, or perhaps they are uh, on their own right now, would they be fully aware of your presence with them? In this moment, would they know that they have the paraclete with them? Holy Spirit, you come and you dwell within us. You come and you walk through this life with us because this is the kind of God that you are, one who will never leave or forsake us. And Lord, our healer, our companion, our paraclete, our comforter, our carer, we give you all glory today in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Would you know that you're not alone today and that as a church family we are here for you and for one another. So if you need anything get in touch today and we'll be standing with you in prayer or in any way that we can. There's lots coming up in church life so here is your family news for... Firstly, hand-in-hand preschool, have a vacancy for a setting manager in Highfields. If you are interested in this full-time role, if you've got some experience with children and think that you may have the skills needed and the heart required to make a difference in many families' lives, then we would love to talk to you. Get in touch with us today and you can find the details for this online or give us a call or send an email today. Secondly, leading up to the easter weekend we have three days of prayer and fasting from the 5th to the 7th of april so join us on zoom in the mornings at 7am as we pray together and join us at 7:30 in the evenings as we gather to worship to pray and to wait on god thirdly as part of that build up to the easter weekend on good friday we have a time of family communion well, we're encouraging the whole of our church to come together, even with children, younger children, and there'll be something to help engage them too. We're going to be meeting at 6pm and that'll run for less than an hour. You'd be very welcome to come and join us on the Good Friday, the 7th of April. And finally, on Easter Sunday, we are celebrating with some brilliant guest services. In many places around Leicester, come and join us on that morning as we have a special opener that we've recorded and can't wait for you to experience. We have great worship, an impactful word that is going to be focused around Jesus, who is alive, groups for all of our children, and much more in each individual site. So come and join us. And why not this Easter, bring a friend or someone you know to join you in our church services. We'll see you on the 9th of April.